0: Hello, and welcome to episode 27 of Push to Shout. I'm Mike. I'm Skippy. And we've got a podcast and a half for you this week. Konami going nuts, delisting off the NYSE, taking its stocks private again, not good news. Gamer Gape. more on that later. Just Cause 3 gets a new trailer. Hatred gets a new trailer. Star Wars news. Hatred Steam got a Mott. new trailer? It did. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, boy. we'll get to that. <laughs> Yeah, big stuff this week. So what's been going on with you?
1: Um well I forgot to mention it last week. Uh I over the weekend went racing, race car driving, which I haven't been I haven't been doing that. I haven't done it for over six months now, I think. Uh somewhere around there, maybe a little more. And uh it went really Is well. it like riding a bike? Uh Yes and no. Like, a lot of the guys... Okay, so I went back to the same track that I've been at uh, twice before, and it's one of the first tracks I've ever been on. It's called Robing Road. It's just outside of Savannah, Georgia. Um, And it's a really complicated track. Or, like, it's a really simple track, but it's deceptively simple because you have to have a complicated way to get through it. And it's just really hard. It's challenging. And um, basically... I'm with a bunch of other racers, and most of them are pretty good. Like, there's pretty stiff competition. And I I race Miatas, by the way. I don't even know if I really talked about how I race on the podcast. So
0: I don't think you have. I think you just just mentioned that you did, but yeah, yeah, I I
1: race uh, in a class called Spec Miata. It's part of the SCCA, Sports Club Car of America, Cars of America. Um, And Spec Miata is basically like the most popular amateur racing series in the world, as far as I'm aware uh they're just really good race cars their their engine is very far back but it's in the front uh rear rear wheel drive very well balanced cars very light uh decent acceleration for a pretty cheap price and and some of the fastest cornering cars in the world uh just very good cars to, to race uh and so as a result the competition is extremely stiff i mean like pros race these things when they're not racing in their <laughs> real race cars they they go and they do these on the, on the weekends sometimes uh so that trying to be competitive starting up i'm i'm still a beginner i've only been racing for like maybe a year and a half i've only probably been to seven or eight weekend events uh and uh and it was nice to be back i it's really good to be back but all the other racers they get back to this track and they're like Ah, it's just like riding a bike, you know? Uh you, you you get back on the track and it's just like I know what to do and they're they're setting good times and I'm lost out there. I've been there twice before, but I've somehow I've just forgotten everything that I learned before and I had to like relearn it all. I mean, it, you learn it faster the second time or third time, you know, but it, I I did not feel like it was learning a bike. I felt like I was starting all over again, but granted they'd probably been racing in the last, you know, couple months and I hadn't, but uh yeah, it was a lot of fun. It went well. I didn't crash the car, which is a really nice thing, because crashing the car is not fun. You can take it from me. Um, <laughs> Have you ever
0: crashed before?
1: I've crashed a couple times. I, uh, How serious? I, only once serious. The last time I raced, actually, was at uh, Daytona. And Daytona, it's an oval track for NASCAR, but they open it up with a little infield track. Because we race road courses. We don't race in the ovals. Uh, okay. And... And, but they can open it up in this little – they have this little road course that goes around the inside of the track. So you go around the oval, and then you go into the road course, and then you go back around the oval. It's it's actually really cool. Uh, they're they're going to do the runoffs this year, and it's going to be under the lights at Daytona, which is going to be really neat. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, I was going into the infield in Daytona, and there's a corner uh, where I went in a little hot, and I was on the exit of the corner. I dropped a couple of wheels because I was going in too fast. Lost control of the car and just instantly went across the track and into a concrete wall at probably 70 miles an hour. Oh my god, uh, it, it hurt and did not feel good. The car did not end up very good, it cost me a lot of money. Uh, it, it, I luckily I didn't like break any bones or anything, I had some bruises, but uh, you're, you're pretty well protected in these cars, they've got full roll cages, uh, you've got a five point safety harness a helmet a little thing that keeps your neck from getting whiplash a full fire suit so it's not you know a 70 miles an hour crash in a race car is a little different from a 70 mile an hour crash in a road car uh but it 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 was still not a fun experience uh and i've I've had a couple of other more minor incidents because usually there's certain areas of the tracks where people tend to go off where usually they'll have like tire walls that pretty much stop your deceleration pretty Gradually, I mean, you'd still damage the car, but you're not going to damage yourself. Uh, but in, in in that case, it was it was a concrete wall that I just went into. It hurt. Uh, but this time, kept it on the track. I went pretty fast. I I didn't qualify well. I had three races. Two of them were spec Miata races. One was like a multi class race that's less competitive. Um, the first race, the, the spec Miata race, I didn't qualify very well. I qualified mid pack, about twentieth. Uh, but then I actually moved up 12 spots to eighth, which was awesome. And I didn't get fucking video of it because my GoPro was pointed too far down in the car and it washed out all of the, the outside of the car through the windows. And it didn't help that there was like mud splattered on the windshield because this crazy fucking storm came through in the middle of the weekend with 80 mile an hour winds and flooded the track and just like it was a mess and and so the track was like full of mud and shit which made it really slippery. It was a it was a crazy track to to try to race on and so there's like mud all over the windshield from cars in front of me splattering it up and that didn't help. So there's pretty much nothing you can see outside of the windshield in that video. But uh, but then in my second non not so competitive class where you're like racing against like Porsches and RX7s and little midget like vintage cars, all sorts of crap is out there and it's actually kind of dangerous because. You're much faster than a lot of them, and some of them are much faster than you are, and so there's a lot of passing. And it's good practice, but it's also really risky. Uh, but I did well in that, but it doesn't really matter because it's not very competitive. And then in the third Spec Miata race on Sunday, I was on the grid, ready to go, and the car started shaking back and forth. And I was like, what the hell is going on with this car? And it died because the fuel pump somehow broke, and, and, and I didn't have any engine power. <laughs> that was uh, a blast. Yeah, that that sucked, but that's part of being a racer. Like, there's gonna be there's gonna be races that you just can't finish and or don't even start, and that's it's like a really it's an emotional roller coaster because you'll have a really good race where you're on like this adrenaline high for days, but if you have a bad one, then you're depressed. Like, it's 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 very very swinging high and low, but it it it's fun. I, I I'm addicted to it. It's 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 a Don't get into race car driving or or any kind of racing because it is really addictive and really expensive, which is a terrible combination. Uh, So uh, Labor Day weekend, I'm going to be at Barber, which is my local racetrack where Indy – actually, that weekend – last weekend where I was racing, the Indy cars were at Barber. uh, Pretty big event. And uh, so, yeah, that's a Birmingham, Alabama racetrack. It's really nice. And uh, I can't wait to go. It's going to be really hot, but it's going to be fun. So, yeah, that was – that was my weekend. I didn't I didn't do any I didn't do any video games over the over the week. Uh cool. I I watched Mad I caught I caught up on Mad so Yeah, I good for the good for me, I've I guess. I been
0: catching up on that. I'm I think I just missed the most recent one actually. But yeah, that's that's a really good show. I had a weird experience.
1: <laughs> so Oh, <laughs> uh, you always have a weird experience. It's like once a week for you, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. So let's just talk about it. So I was just minding my own business, right? And then this, like, hot Spanish chick from one of my classes, like, comes up to me afterwards and asks me to add her on Facebook, and I do. And then uh, she says she wants to hang out. I'm like, okay, I I see where this is going. And then she says, I have pot. And then I said, okay, that's, yeah, fine. (laughs) And And then we, she says, where do you want to meet? And I say, wherever. And she says, why don't you come back to my house? So I'm like, okay, this is a little weird, but I'll go along with it, because she's pretty hot. (laughs) But then, uh, we're driving back, and it's this huge-ass house, like, way too big. Aunt is right there. And the aunt's like, hello, and I say hello back. And then the girl starts taking her weed out right on the table and the aunt's just cool with it. I'm like, wow, I've entered into a a family dynamic that I'm not familiar with at this point. And it's wow, like it was very strange. Nothing happened. Oh. That's the weirdest part. Like I mean That's a lame story if nothing happened. Yeah, it nothing really happened, but like, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. It's very strange. I just thought it was worth mentioning. (laughs) (laughs) I also um i started watching the last part of the last season of game of thrones and oh yeah i'm not caught up
1: on the latest episode or i haven't seen season five yet but i saw
0: i i hadn't gotten to see the end of season four so um like yeah i i didn't know how that ended and it got really really good exactly at the point that I stopped watching. So I kind of yeah. beat myself up over that, because that was I don't a really think you're good the only one, that though.
1: I heard that happen to a lot of people, where it was like, there was not much going on for a little while, and then everyone stopped watching, and then crazy shit went down.
0: Yeah, uh, that's exactly what happened. Like, it was right at the moment that I stopped watching. But, yeah, that's... There's not much to say about Game of Thrones. Um, I don't think I did much else. It's getting to be, like, final season for me, so most of the... You know, stuff that's occupying my time is real-world work kind of stuff.
1: Fun stuff.
0: Yeah, I- but I actually I worked on a little project. It was for a class, and um, it's a pretty laid-back kind of class, and we had to do kind of like a little short essay about anything we wanted. And I wrote something about video games, and it actually wound up being something I'd like to turn into a video. So it's like an audio thing. I could probably just put a video to it and upload it as is. I, th- I think it's pretty good. So I might be doing that within the next couple of days, actually.
1: Content?
0: Yeah, content. Imagine that. All it's right. it's along the lines of separating gameplay from art.
1: Cool. Maybe Total Biscuit will give you another. It, it actually Total might be. Bump.
0: It's actually a little bit of a follow up to it, actually.
1: All right. Um, Have you seen Heat, the movie?
0: Heat? No. Is that the one with the, the fat woman and the (laughs) am i is that the heat that's the heat the heat yeah (laughs) if you ever search
1: for heat on the internet or anything you're gonna come up with the heat and it is not at all the same movie uh okay what is heat heat is a movie that you should watch because it's really good uh it is uh 1992 or 1997 movie uh action kind of thriller Um, it's got a bunch of huge names, some of which weren't really huge at the time that it was made. Uh, it's got a very young Natalie Portman, like, like 14 or something. And it's got a, uh, uh, it's got Robert De Niro and Al Pacino and Val Kilmer and the dude from Spider-Man. I don't remember his name and just all sorts of people. And, um, it is, it's just about a bunch of like bank robbers and a detective trying to, you know, arrest them. And uh, it is it is really good, and I don't know. There's not much to say about it except that you should watch it, and it's really good. And also, it influenced very heavily, like especially in the last few years, how video games have been treating crime. Like Payday is is one of the levels in the first Payday is like straight out of heat, and Grand Theft Auto literally one of the levels in Grand Theft Auto is straight out of heat, like not even not even being shameful about it. It's just the one, do you remember the one where you knock over the money truck? Yeah. And yeah. you're wearing masks. That is just, that's heat. That's like the first scene of heat to a T. Um, right. And uh, just watch heat. I would, I watch it over the weekend and, and it's been on my mind because I, I, I've seen it before, but I liked it a lot. Been meaning to rewatch it and it is, it is good. And some people won't like it because it's too long and it drags on a little bit, but that's part of what I like about it. So there,
0: all right. Well, in other news I've been in uh, Riotville, USA Oh yes um, Baltimore yeah, So I go to college in Baltimore and uh, grew up just north there but don't live there anymore and um, yeah, so there's not much around me I'm kind of like northeast-ish of where it's happening but um, the curfew affects us and so the the rules are that if you're 14 years old or younger, then you have to be indoors by 9 p.m., and if you're older than that, then you have to be indoors by 10 p.m., and then you have to stay inside until 5 p.m., at least until this weekend. Uh, So, yeah, it's some scary shit going down. Yeah, is but it, like, near you? No, not, no. It's it's a short Don't dox drive. yourself
1: now. Don't dox yourself on stream.
0: Yeah, I don't plan to, but it's a drive. Well. But not a long one. <laughs> I, mean, I feel decently safe. I'll say that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's some crazy shit that yeah, we probably shouldn't get into because that's a whole bucket of worms. But uh, fuck that, man. Fuck rioters, man. You know? Yeah. Goddamn. And
0: actually, the, f- the funniest should thing. should cut it out. The thing that's on my mind is... Um, I was going to go out with the roommates to watch um, the Mayweather Pacquiao fight. Oh yeah. at, at a bar, but um, now we can't. <laughs> because we have to stay indoors. Well, isn't so, that
1: isn't that this weekend? Like, might maybe it'll. It's the... like I don't know. I think it's like May second or third or something. So you might get a chance to do it.
0: Maybe I hope so. Yeah,
1: that would be pretty yeah, fun to yeah, watch. If it I was think. this
0: weekend, then I don't know where I heard that it goes until this weekend though. I'm pretty know.
1: sure it's this weekend. But anyway.
0: Well, no, I know the fights this weekend. That's... I know... Oh, yeah, the curfew? The Saturday, yeah. But I'm just talking about the curfew. Brug grab your animal mask and you know what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That'd be pretty cool, man,
0: you know? Speaking of, though, that has been one of my favorite things to do in GTA Online, is to just put on some uh, some Hotline Miami music and run around with the hammer and just <laughs> beat people.
1: Yeah. Let out your psychotic tendencies.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's a venting process. It's <laughs> Great.
1: process. Great. I'm glad. Okay. No, speaking of that, I want to hear about the, uh, the Hatred trailer. I, I haven't heard about this. Yeah.
0: So, um, Hatred has a release date now. It is June 1st. Yeah. June 1st is when Hatred will come out. And the trailer is called Human Shields Gameplay Trailer. Human and, shields. Oh, yeah, okay. Human shields. No, no, no. Yeah. Um. So, I. It's actually not as funny as the first one. Like the dialogue doesn't quite make sense at some parts, but it ends still pretty strong. It ends with "Welcome to your nightmare, motherfuckers." But the whole, <laughs> the whole, th- the whole thing was like really kind of convoluted, and it was describing like millions of people coming and trying to stop him and dying and uh, that they were the human shields between him and the innocents that he wants to kill. And it was just, All right. it was, it was really edgy and it was funny, but it wasn't as funny as the first one.
1: Yeah. That first one is uh, legendary.
0: Yeah. The music too. in that one is just perfect. And the uh, gameplay though, I guess we, it, it is a video game. So we should probably talk about what the gameplay looks like. Uh, it looks worse than what they showed before. <laughs> like, it yeah. kind of looks jankier and less slick on Real Engine 4, like they were showing. I think nobody ever thought this was going to be good, but this kind of cements that for me now.
1: Yeah, I, I doubt. Like, I think some people were like, well, it looks like it could be. I mean, it's unique a little bit. Like, it's just kind of like top down. I don't know. I don't think it's very unique. Top down shooter. Kind of Hotline Miami style, maybe even. Uh, No, I I, I was never that interested in it. Uh, I haven't seen the latest trailer, though, so I can't comment on the latest gameplay stuff. It looked at least like it could be fun to play, just like for fun, but I don't know what the... I'm going to play it. I'm I'm definitely going to play it when it comes out. But, (laughs) I
0: mean, I'm not... My hopes aren't high, that's what I'll say.
1: Yeah. Well, there's been a lot of trailers this week.
0: Yeah, what's the deal with Star Wars? I think well, I saw this trailer.
1: Yeah, Star Wars, this was Are you talking about last... Are Battlefront? This was last week's news. Uh, okay. Two trailers in one. One's video game related, and so tangentially we can talk about the non-video game related one. But first, the video game related one. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront finally got a full-size trailer because they've had a... They, they released a teaser E3 last year, so almost a full year ago, uh, which was just an ATAT stomping on the camera and uh, everyone got really excited and they haven't showed shit since then except they had well actually you know what it might have been the E3 before last year because I think last year's E3 they just showed or was it it might have been the VGAs where they showed they're like here's Battlefront and then they just showed a bunch of developers like modeling and it was the stupidest like it it, it was a real cock tease like it was like we're gonna show Battlefront and then it was just footage of developers making battlefront. A lot
0: a lot of EA's trailers that year were that way. Like the
1: Aspect yeah. 4 trailer was that? Yeah, I think like pretty much all of them actually were that pretty much like interviews with developers and stuff, which doesn't really surprise me because I think E3 is where they want to be big. And so they're saving it all for their for for that stuff uh, which is coming up by the way, E3. Uh, that'll that'll give us a lot to talk about. But uh anyway, they came out with a trailer but it's cinematic And it says it's in engine footage, but who cares? And it was a battle on Endor, and Darth Vader was there, and there was an ATAT, and it got blown up. And it blew up in the same way that the movie did. And so, cool, I guess. I don't know. I liked liked the first two Battlefronts a lot. I think this one's going to be Battlefield with Star Wars weapons, which isn't really Battlefront. Like, in concept, like, okay, you're just fighting on a Battlefield but the the gameplay of battlefront versus battlefield is not actually that comparable even though people will try to compare them like one was third person uh that they 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 follow the same basic idea of capture points and whatnot but they're not very similar games but they will be because DICE doesn't know how to make anything else uh yeah DICE cool guys yeah i mean it's really going to be on the top of their game lately i i I actually kind of do enjoy Battlefield games, even though recent ones... I I haven't bought Battlefield 3 or 4, just because... Why? Uh, But I could buy Battlefront. You know, I I, I don't hate the idea of Battlefield with with Star Wars weapons, but I do think it's kind of lame. It's just, like, they could do something really unique, but they're not going to. Also, apparently they've confirmed that there's not going to be space battles, which is, like, this huge thing that everyone loved about Battlefront 2, and now they're just completely taking it out, probably going to be a sequel that does have it. But anyway, uh, so yeah, that's, I don't know that's Battlefront, whatever uh, you can, you can so, go look up Battlefront three uh, concept footage back when it was being made by the original developers and they had it kind of half done and you could see that they had this concept that was going to be, you can transition between the space battles and the ground battles in the same, like it's one server. That'd and so you cool. get in a ship and you fly up into space and you can fly into space and shoot people in space. And it's really ambitious, and that's probably part of the reason that they couldn't finish the game. But but the fact that they've just completely dropped that aspect tells me that they're not trying very hard with this one.
0: Uh yeah, that's a shame. What's not a shame though, is that Valve stopped their steam mods program. But I think that it was created after our show last week. Yeah, I I I guess we should uh, introduce
1: the story from the beginning. I think the whole course of events has happened to be less than a week, uh, which is kind of interesting. So Steam, Valve, they opened up
0: paid mods for the Skyrim workshop. And, God, the idea is just as horrible as you'd think it was. And to make things worse... Um seventy-five percent of the revenue of the mods went to um went to Bethesda and Valve and only twenty-five percent of the revenue goes to modders. And it was just a huge shitstorm over it. I mean there's all kinds of issues like what if what if the mod breaks your game and or like an update to a mod breaks your game, then you've lost your money and can never use the mod again. Like um it's just and the concept yeah. of paying for for modifications,
1: the, I don't know. Like, instantly, what happened was this really big issue over one particular mod that borrowed uh, animations from another mod, which is really popular in the modding community to say, like, well, I've combined this mod and this mod and made something completely different with it. Uh, he was selling his mod that used another mod's uh, assets, and the other mod was free. So there was this legal question of, is he allowed to do that? And then Valve said no and took it down. And then in like a day or two later said, ah, fuck it. We'll just take down the whole thing because no- nobody likes this. Everyone hates this. And then everyone's going, well, nobody complained when Valve sold hats on Team Fortress 2 that were made by players, but they're well, wrong because plenty of the people <laughs> complained about hats on Team Fortress 2 and being made by players. but Well, there's,
0: there's more to the story that's worth mentioning. Um, in between... Gabe Newell actually got on Reddit to do damage control personally. Um, I he did like an impromptu. Yeah, he did like an impromptu AMA session on our gaming, and uh, he basically had just gotten off a flight or something, and he saw how many messages he had gotten, and he answered a lot of questions. He explained like the reason they did it in the first place. He said that the reason they wanted to do it was because they knew that games longevity increases if they get the community invested in making content for it, which, and you can increase longevity even more by giving a financial incentive to modders to create things and create good things and create things frequently. So like in, in theory, it, there was a reason to implement it that made sense. I still don't think it paying for mods is like the optimal, but whatever. Um, the actual cut of 75%, that was determined by Bethesda, not Valve. So they they didn't really... In the final post where they decided to remove the service from the Skyrim workshop, they kind of said that Skyrim wasn't the place to start. I think Bethesda kind of threw a bit of a wrench in things. Because no. in the terms, it did say that the cut is determined by the, by the developer of the game. I don't know. It... Hopefully, I hope that they go for like a donation model or something like a tip jar like they have on yeah. YouTube, but for mods that would make so much more sense
1: personally i don't I don't mind the concept at all really i people whenever whenever something gets sold that people don't think is worth buying, people get mad at the seller on the internet i mean, which is ass backwards to me it's it's not like if if someone thinks it's worth buying, then they can buy it, and the person can sell it. If you don't think it's worth buying, then you don't have to buy it. Now, I understand that there's issues, with, especially with the with the, the Bethesda stuff, with the Skyrim modding community, community, where there was this perceived split between modders who are willing to charge for content and modders who aren't willing to charge for content, and of course, the sharing of assets between them and all that stuff caused a lot of issues, which I'm not really familiar with, because who gives a fuck about Skyrim modding? Uh, yes. Yeah, but so- <laughs> but I I don't really care about like, and people have pointed out Gary's mod is a mod that it, it's in the name that this is now ten dollars and people like it a lot. It's, and the Guys made that's... a lot of money and it's improved a lot. I I think it is. I think it's a comparable. Well, no, because that
0: that's an example of somebody making a modification, turning it into a standalone game. I mean, these are little bits and assets that are being sold. A standalone game that completely
1: relies on the original game that's modded off of.
0: But I I get why someone would want to sell the mod, and I understand that. But it does sort of create the possibility, which actually did manifest within days of the the (sighs) store being opened, of just these shitty... What's happened with app stores, like the app store and the Google Play store, of just these shovelware, shitty, priced, nothing add-ons that are just, you know, complete garbage just to scam people. And Valve, because it's trying to take a hands-off non-curative approach yeah. they, they were just able to stay there and some satirical ones wound up popping up like one of them was just called rubbish and it would add like a bloody yeah. rag to one of the floors or something and uh yeah I it I don't know it just seems like a tip jar makes so much more sense that it, more people would probably be willing to do it and I don't know or the, the far split structure. the split the split in the modding community is a big enough problem in itself that yeah. if not every modder is willing to accept the money, not not just not every modder, but if not most of the modders or whatever good percentage, if you're going to split the community, that's another externality you've created that makes yeah. it worse.
1: It's really hard to strike like a balance there and... and uh... I think part of their problem is a larger issue that Valve needs to address with Steam in general, which is curation, uh, strict guidelines on what they can charge for. Because right now, I mean, it's, it's notorious the kinds of things that get through green light and that people are charging money for that are just complete shit, just garbage, yeah. app store stuff, it's stuff that isn't even, they don't even own that they're selling the same shit that's going on in the Android app store. And I think even now that the iTunes app store, it's, it's that same shit where it's just, here's a bunch of garbage, some people are buying it, we're getting a portion of it so we're willing to let it go through, and now the 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 new releases page is meaningless because it's being updated so often with so yeah. much garbage that nobody gives a shit. I remember a time when I could look through the new releases of, of, of Steam and look at every single game, <laughs> but now it's impossible and there's half of them are fucking anime RPG games, and it's like I don't know what the hell is going on here. But this, they, they had the same attitude with this if they if they treated it more like the Team Fortress Two hats, which I didn't like personally, but at least the the execution of it was better in that every single thing that goes through there is 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 approved by Valve, yeah, and maybe even modified by Valve and and then sold. But instead, they were just like, I guess anyone can make a mod and sell it, which is obviously a bad idea. And 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 I I think it brings up an issue though of not an issue, but a a, a Something that I think that developers and and maybe Valve themselves should should look at, which is that your modding community is someone who is very valuable to your product, and if you treat them well, as Bethesda has, it it can improve your 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 sales figures. It can it can really improve your 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 performance. Well, you can reimburse them in ways other than other than this. I. Well, what do you mean Bethesda's treated them well? Well, Bethesda, my tr- Okay, not. Actually, that that you're that is the wrong wording because really Bethesda's just treated them as they should be treated, which is here's a game that's moddable, have at it. Uh, Beth- Bethesda's always supported their modders in that way in which they've they've they they released Oblivion and Skyrim with full mod tools, basically, uh, and and that is far more than most big budget yes, developers yes. do. Period. Which is a which is a huge shame. But, but I then think now they're not treating them well because
0: they took a seventy. They chose to take a 75% cut. That was I their decision. Honestly, I don't house. think
1: that's that unreasonable considering it's their assets. It's 75%. Their yeah. It I, clearly
0: I, wasn't right because even like in the AMA, Abe said that the cost of, because they have a horribly inefficient, um, you know, customer support system, the cost of fueling those emails actually did outweigh the, less than ten thousand dollars that they made in the time that it was open so like clearly it wasn't the right decision
1: yeah i mean that they
0: thought they could extract 75 percent but the the backlash was huge and the reason that they stopped the service was purely economic i think
1: i don't think it was purely economic well i mean maybe purely economic but it's but as a result of the backlash i think yes I, yeah that's what it, i'm saying yeah it, 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 i don't want to discount valve's involvement in perhaps that pricing figure and everything like this was clearly a collaboration with between valve and bethesda and i'm sure both of them had input on what the pricing would be like and 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 determined that 75 percent was whatever what what they could justify uh
0: that's true they probably did talk about it yeah um, they i have.
1: Mean, th- there must have been a very close collaboration because this was their one experiment like this was their baby and so there was probably someone who was just completely like representative of valve Working with Bethesda very closely, uh, but regardless, I I think I think you can reimburse modders monetarily without charging without this kind of uh, formula. I, I I've always liked the I, idea of just almost like full time modders. Like if I were Bethesda, I'd hire one or two people who their only job is to go through our old game that we made and make new content. And you can make it for free or sell it, but either way, it keeps your game alive. It keeps people playing it, and you have to pay them, what, 30000 a year? Like, it, 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 I'm sure it would be ec- economically advantageous. And then Valve could do the same thing. This would get really complicated, but Valve could do the same thing and say, like, here, we're paying you a full-time job or part-time job or, or whatever to make mods.
0: What if they and- scaled it back even more and just took, like, the, I don't know, top... 10 modders gave them, I don't know, a hundred dollars a month. There's something like clearly something? below. Like almost competition. Yeah. Yeah. That would be actually, I think yeah. that's actually what valve is, tries to do with their sexy awards that they get, because they don't want to keep producing those high quality, meet the team videos forever. They kind of, after they were done with theirs, they released the tool to everybody. And yeah. then there's cool team fortress two videos to watch forever because they keep it alive with these contests. Yeah, contests would be a good idea.
1: Yeah, and I, I don't want people to criticize Valve too strongly for this because they are at least trying something new and trying to involve the community in it. Uh, you can criticize the execution and all that all you want, but I think criticizing them for the concept is wrong. I think that they were trying to do something that everyone would like, that that's a win-win-win-win, you know? Uh, and it didn't end up being that way because they fucked up. But they they said, they literally said... I, I don't know what the exact wording was but they said we screwed up like they said it was our we we just they said messed up. like
0: I think the the quote was that um we didn't know what we were doing yeah
1: yeah so so they they're taking you know they're 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 <laughs> they're they're taking responsibility yeah. for it but they also in that in that quote they kind of uh, implied that they, they, this wasn't the last you're going to see of this kind of concept that they they might bring it back. They're definitely going to pursue it further and see what their options are. Uh, which I hope I, I it mean, comes sure. back
0: in like a tip jar kind of thing. That, that yeah. seems to be... They're savvy with current trends. They kind of know that with Patreon and YouTube as their tip jar now that Things are probably trending toward that
1: voluntary support direction. Yeah, and even if the tip jar is just Valve Bucks or whatever they call them on Steam, like even if it's just like here's your Steam dollars, that's something. And and it's it's an attempt, you know. I I I like that idea. Uh, So we'll we'll see we'll see how they handle that. But I I I actually do think that Valve had everyone's best interests in mind, including their own, obviously. But uh, they they rushed it. And they didn't they didn't have the right idea with it at all. And and I hope that they come out with something that's that's a little more well thought out. Yeah. So that's
0: all I've got for Skyrimaz. Let's talk about Konami now. Oh so boy. They pulled themselves from the New York Stock Exchange and they canceled Silent Hills. So the Silent Hills thing I could see coming, but the this is a pretty drastic withdrawal from the North American market.
1: No, it isn't, and I'll tell you, like, it, it it made headlines, I think, because of all the other shit going on in Konami, and with Kojima and Silent Hills. I think, it, what I read about the, them pulling themselves from the New York Stock Exchange, it, the, the article that I read said that less than 1% of their stocks were traded in the New York Stock Exchange, that, like, the other, like, 99% were okay, in Japan, okay. and so it was it was actually less profitable they were actually having to pay more money to keep their stocks listed on the New York Stock Exchange than they were could <laughs> okay, possibly especially. make. yeah so okay. that would be that would be non news but the fact that it happened alongside cancellation of Silent Hills and all the other crazy shit going on at, at Konami means there's a smaller part of what's probably a bigger picture of them scaling back their their entire company uh probably there's probably gonna be layoffs i I don't know what the hell's going on with them i don't know if they're losing money or what but they're obviously making drastic changes and and it's it's pretty tragic honestly because i i've never been like a konami fan until very recently with metal gear solid but that's like the only really konami uh series that i've ever really been invested in and i i still think it's just like holy shit konami disappearing from the game industry or not disappearing, but becoming much smaller of a thing is, is kind of scary almost because they've always been a, a, a presence.
0: Yeah. I remember them on uh, my Yu-Gi-Oh cards in fifth grade. I remember the little logo on the side of it. Um, they've Yeah. They've been a kind of constant. I've, I've seen their name on so many of the games I've played that weren't metal gear I don't know. I don't think they're
1: disappearing, though. No. Who knows? Well, they've they've said as such. They've said, like, well, we're not done with Metal Gear Solid. We're not done with even Silent Hill. They're going to milk it until exactly, it's dry. Right. It's going to be like, and then what? here's your Metal Gear Solid mobile game. Here's Silent Hill, you know, the HD remake and all that shit. And that's even more depressing in a way. It's just like, here's what we can get from our existing series. Here's the money we can milk out of it. I don't know if it's like a change in leadership or what the hell is going on. Nobody knows. Nobody knows what's going on because they're very private about it. But all we know is Silent Hills is dead. Guillermo del Toro and, and what's his name from Walking Dead are not involved at all anymore. And Kojima, in all likelihood, has practically zero relationship with konami anymore besides metal gear solid 5 being published under their name it. yep
0: i think we all kind of saw the silent hills thing coming after uh, yeah definitely kojima but at least now it's official
1: yeah it's it's sad and 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 they're actually pulling pt uh from the playstation store apparently tomorrow i saw that I saw and i it. i need to actually play it because i haven't actually played it myself i need to Get it before I could. I don't know if that
0: means I get to keep it. Do you get to keep it if you have it before?
1: I I don't know. Or does it? I have no idea. I die. That would be shame. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised though if they just completely pulled it because, you know, if they're not making Silent Hills and it was technically an advertisement for Silent Hills and they don't want to keep it up and, it's sad because that is. One of the most interesting, unique, and just well-made things to come out of the gaming industry in general. I hope they
0: just release it without the teaser
1: at the end. Uh, yeah, or or they turn it into something, they get someone really good on it, but they won't. They don't have, apparently they're not willing to spend the budget on it, so they're not going to be able and to that, create any kind of game.
0: That and Kojima owns the uh, Fox engine. Oh,
1: yeah, that's probably so. one of the main reasons they're pulling it now that I think about it. Yeah, the, the Fox engine they don't own, so they can't actually do that i can't actually give you that game no it's it's messed up it's bad uh i, so I hate it
0: Chad says that yes you do get to keep it so that's good i'll
1: download it tonight then uh because i yeah huh damn
0: okay and they released a new trailer for just cause three too
1: yeah i just watched that right before the podcast actually um it, aside from the
0: uh reminder to pre-order for the weaponized vehicle pack, <laughs> yeah it was a pretty cool looking trailer
1: yeah uh it's gonna be more of just calls 2 which was more of just Cause 1 which great uh there's not really that much to say about it honestly uh the graphics are a decent improvement as you would expect uh, it looks like the same engine uh it's a different world or different area or whatever uh looks a little more interesting maybe i don't know whatever it, it it's going to be just calls three and so it's probably going to be pretty fun
0: Yep.
1: that's that's all you can really say about it i don't know what else to say
0: and there's another three coming around the corner black well, ops three. Oh
1: yeah i, I called i put it on black ops two on the on the document uh because who gives a shit uh <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i watched the trailer well, first of all, okay, I mentioned this on Twitter. I was in my car on the way back from Savannah, and I well, I, I wasn't in my car. Someone else was driving. So, so you know I wasn't watching trailers. While I was driving on the highway. Um, I, I I was trying to watch the trailer, and it was on Giant Bomb, which is a a uh, partner or, or sister company to GameSpot. They're both under CSI or C... CBS, CSI. What the fuck? Does CBS own CSI? Whatever. Uh, they're both under CBS. I just want to give a name to, to who created this atrocity. I pull up the video, yeah. I've got it, I've got it on the phone horizontally, ready to play, and it's loading, and it enters I have to enter my birthday and shit like that. And then I get a message that says, Turn your phone vertically. And what? and I'm like, what? Do I have to watch the, the video in vertical? Like, what? I turn it vertically, and instantly an ad pops up for like toothpaste or something like that. That's, that's in vertical format. And I have to exit out of the ad and then turn it back to horizontal to, to watch the trailer for Call of Duty Black Ops 3. And I thought that was so absurd. Uh, that's <laughs> that is cool. something that I did not realize was happening. Uh, but yeah, I watched the Black Ops 3 trailer and felt absolutely nothing. Uh, there's, there's nothing to feel.
0: Yeah, about the trailer, or, you know, personally, uh in both. life?
1: Both. Just, like, I watched it, and I was like, that's another Call of Duty, and it looks a lot like Deus Ex, as people have pointed out.
0: Yeah, uh, I wonder if they're gonna be, like, alternating now between Black Ops and Advanced Warfare. Well, okay, here's what, here's their, so, everyone...
1: Or was the fans were
0: very successful enough for them to make another? Yes.
1: People okay. have people who are paying attention to Call of Duty like me, who are just... I don't know why I'm doing it. People who are paying attention to what they're doing with it know that they have a very specific development cycle, which originally was after Call of Duty 4 came out, they I had Treyarch. Treyarch. Yeah, Treyarch was their their little B company. And then people started to like the Treyarch games a little more, which I think is crazy because I don't think that they were ever as good. I think it was just zombies that that pushed them further But anyway, so Treyarch actually Started getting a little bit of a bigger budget And then Activision realized, well fuck it If we put a third company in there Then Treyarch and Infinity Ward Can both have two years Or three years to make a game rather than two years And the game can be, you know 50% better uh, Which is fine, whatever And so now it's it's the, The cycle goes Infinity Ward, Treyarch Sledgehammer Okay uh, Sledgehammer Games
0: They made they... Modern Warfare 3 and, and Advanced Warfare Yeah yeah, okay. they
1: made Modern Warfare 3 Which I thought sucked No Advanced Warfare I think was Infinity Ward And now we'll Black Ops 3 is going to be Treyarch I think I i, I can't confirm that uh, But they're all going to take place in the future Because now They've backed themselves in this corner Where you have to be mobile You have to have yeah. jetpacks and shit because of Titanfall, which was much more fun in that aspect. And so they can never go back. And they always have to be in the future. And they always have to have this wall climbing shit. I, I don't know. like I don't know how people are still playing that fucking series. But whatever. Um, Advanced Warfare. It, was that's weird. Sledgehammer. Okay. Yeah. So I guess Sledgehammer took over that franchise. Uh, I don't know what Infinity Ward's doing then. We'll see. But I don't know how much they share like assets and stuff. Because. Sledgehammer made a completely new engine for the latest Advanced Warfare game. And it actually looks decent, if you remember yeah, from the trailers. So, like it was actually kind of impressive. Others. Uh and I don't know what this new Black Ops engine is. I don't know if they're sharing it. I, guess I assume the they same. probably would be. Yeah. yeah. But but they're also they're, I mean they're definitely competing against each other, so that's a weird thing. It's actually kind of interesting to watch. Uh Activision is Oh, an interesting company to to try to figure out what they're what they're or well, not even try to figure out. It's very obvious what they're trying to do, and it's interesting to see how it's successful or isn't successful. Um,
0: A behemoth.
1: Yes, they are. But anyway, as as I said before, the similarities between Black Ops Three and Deus Ex: Human Revolution, and now Mankind Divided, the latest installment to Deus Ex, which is going to come out, I think, holiday 2015. I don't know if they've actually announced that, but probably holiday hey, 2015.
0: You saw, you saw that trailer?
1: Yeah, I saw that trailer. Oh, wait, you cut out for a second. I saw that you trailer saw the trailer,
0: trailer for Mankind Divided?
1: Yes. What
0: would you think? I mean, there's not much to say. It was like pre-rendered.
1: Yeah, as I said, there's not much to say. Everyone knew a new Deus Ex was coming out. I'm personally glad that they kept the gold and black... Color scheme I like that everyone that. makes fun of. I think it's. I think it's a good aesthetic. I think it totally fits. I think it looks good. I I liked it in the original game. It gives it a good. It's not. It's not. Like, it doesn't feel like it's completely arbitrary. It feels like it actually complements the atmosphere really well. So I I actually don't mind that at all. And good for them. So because I was afraid they would take that away because of the way that it became like meme status on the internet. That that they they added a piss filter over everything. But I I like it. Uh, But yeah, Yeah. whatever It's a new Deus Ex, I'm excited for it Because I actually thought Human Revolution is A very, very good game I like that game a lot It is,
0: especially the director's cut
1: Yeah, yeah. which, yeah, basically The the director's cut is like the real (laughs) Human Revolution Like what what it's intended to be Um, But yeah, Black Ops 3 Is the exact same plot as Deus Ex It is uh, a, a social debate Over whether Bionic humans are the same as real humans, and how we shouldn't be playing God. And I'm sure it'll be
0: handled with just as much dexterity.
1: Yeah, De- De- the Deus Ex marketing team put out a a tweet that actually like directly called out Black Ops for copying them, which was kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, who cares? They're not exactly competing against each other, so uh, not a big deal.
0: Yep, 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 yep. So what's this I hear about Telltale?
1: Oh my god. Telltale is making a Marvel game! Of that's, course. That's it. Okay. That's the news. All
0: right. D- do we know which one yet? I guess not. Nope.
1: But that's probably the first in a large, long lasting series of Marvel games until superheroes as a genre dies out. Which probably won't be anytime soon. It,
0: yeah, it feels like that's getting pushed farther into into the future.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's unbelievable because I, I got tired of it a long time ago. Every but time the same it feels thing like it's right zombies. around the corner It's not Yeah same thing happened with zombies where I was like when is it going to end And then it never ended And it's kind of still going on And whatever <sighs> Whatever fuck I just you know, can't believe Ant-Man, how many games Telltale is making
0: Have you seen the trailer for Ant-Man No, no. There's, a new <laughs> there's a new Marvel movie Coming out with the classic Children's hero Ant-Man Great And he gets small and then he gets big
1: did you see the new Joker?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the guy's name? The actor who's playing him?
1: Uh, I don't remember. I forget Ashton for Kutcher. Sure.
0: Yeah, fine. Uh, Marlon Brando is the new Joker, and <laughs>
1: he <laughs>
0: he looks goofy.
1: He looks real goofy. He looks he looks like he's gonna scare little children. Uh, he's got tattoos all over himself, and then I think yesterday or the day before. They came out and they said, oh, no, that wasn't the real Joker. That was just a celebration of the Joker. Wait, really? Yeah, yeah. They said, oh, his tattoos aren't actually there and whatnot, because that's just a celebration of the Joker. That's not actually the Joker that's going to be in the movie. And so don't worry, he's not as ridiculous as he looks in, the, in our official, in our official <laughs> release for the movie. You fools, you thought he was the Joker, but he's not.
0: Uh, yeah, I wonder if they're changing it because of the PR. Five people told us in the chat that it's Jared Leto. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That sounds familiar. Well, the Joker they showed kind of looks like a member of Good Charlotte or something. Yeah. And he has, like, the ha-ha-ha tattooed on his uh, chest.
1: It was really bad. i <laughs> like a
0: fan of the Joker.
1: Like... That the internet went crazy making fun of that and I still don't feel like it got the criticism it deserved. (laughs) Like that is the stupidest looking shit I've ever seen in my life. Um (laughs)
0: The funniest thing is when he was like doing the character on stage live, like when he trotted out there and everybody was cheering. And then he says like, oh, I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah, like it's a classic. <laughs> like the Joker does. A classic scheme of the Joker is to <laughs> say, I'm going to fucking kill you. And then just literally do it. Yeah, very clever.
1: Uh, God, why would they even bring the Joker back when everyone loved the the, the last Joker so much? Like, God, I don't know. Like, bring back the Riddler. He is the exact same character. Ever. I, mm, I guess. I mean, they both are tricky. They're the same to me. I, I've never understood the difference. No, uh, they're not. They're not the same. That's, that's ridiculous. Whatever. Little me this, Batman. What's the difference between me and the Joker? Nothing. Good one. Thank you. Uh, all right. Well,
0: in the vein of um, baby cartoons for babies, uh, Dragon Ball. Did
1: oh, you hear about this? God. Vaguely, yeah.
0: The original creator of the show is going to be. Making a new TV series and basically just ignoring whatever it was called GT Dragon Ball GT. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Who cares? (laughs) Who cares? Why did you even bring that up? Um, I I don't know. It's you. Did you not watch Dragon Ball Z when you were no? Really? I wasn't some nerd loser. Are you? Well, I guess you're. You're older, but I mean, no. I I, was.
1: That was the shit when I was a kid. I as a kid, like I didn't watch a lot of the popular stuff that other kids watched. I, I left out. I'm not a true 90s okay, kid. So I guess. you're a hipster, I guess. Yeah, I was a hipster was kid. Hipster. Um. Yeah. Uh. Fuck. Okay. We gotta get to this. We gotta we gotta talk about this. Uh, right, let's do it. There's been a new article about GamerGate. Really? Yes. Uh really? The Boston. The Boston globe the boston something other has a blog where people can make articles that aren't actually good enough to be real articles um and someone interviewed zoe quinn and her uh boyfriend aaron whatever uh who made the zoe post i'm looking at it boston
0: magazine it's called game of fear
1: the Game of Fear, and it's got a big picture of Zoe who has a little... little let herself go a little bit. Um, <laughs> if I do say so. For a, little <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. But it, it, anyway, this is a an article in which he interviews both Zoe Quinn and Aaron, Aaron, whatever, and I think a few other people, and then crafts a story that we've heard a million times before, which is that an innocent game developer who is very well acclaimed for the amazing game that she made and helped a bunch of people making called depression quest, uh, is, is harassed into submission by her extremely powerful, uh, puppet wield, puppet wielding boyfriend who, who tricked the internet into harassing her, and uh and she she put out a bunch of court orders against him and the justice system ignored her. Uh not because not because her claims were ridiculous, but because the justice system is flawed against women and Yep. Uh uh
0: these pictures, I'm looking at the pictures in the article. They are some of the most dramatic. Yes, they're pictures. very dramatic. <laughs> they're like so for Zoe Quinn they have this very striking gray background. Shot, is standing shot against from very
1: it. low to make her look quite powerful.
0: Yeah, of course. And then for Aaron Grozny, or grony whatever, they have this really like close-up, almost fisheye lens, picture when he's right up there and his eyes look you can haunted. S- you can see and into <laughs>
1: the depths of his twisted soul.
0: Underneath of his knit cap, his hair frills out to shield his troubled eyes from some...
1: Believe it or not, I don't love talking about gamergate shit on the podcast. But the 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 sole reason, the sole reason that I put this article on our list of things to talk about it's... is because there's a quote that I want to read everyone uh from the article and let me find it real quick. Oh boy.
0: This is going to be great, I can tell. Some spicy Gamergate okay. juicy morsel. Uh,
1: this is from the third page of the article in which he's interviewing uh, Brianna Wu. Of course, okay. and uh, I'll just, I'll just, I'll give you the quote. Gamergate, Gamergate has ruined my life," said Brianna Wu, founder of the Boston-based game studio Giant Space Cat, the target of relentless harassment since the Zoe post. Wu was forced to flee her home in Arlington after anonymous hackers, no, attackers, I'm sorry, attackers leaked her address. Over the past six months, she's received dozens of death threats. And I'm going to take a pause here to point out that this is the death threat that they include, that they choose to include. Of all the dozens of death threats, this is the one they choose uh, to encapsulate all of the death threats including a YouTube video during which a man wearing a skull mask speaks to the camera. We'll stop at nothing to bring back the way it used to be in the 1950s, when there weren't any bitches in video games, the man wielding a hammer said, calling for the death of Brianna Lu. Wasn't that Tice? (laughs) It might have been. It sounds like it, because it is very obviously ironic. I think that was Tice. Very clearly ironic. Like there's no ambiguity here He he's talking about video games in the 1950s very obviously a joke <laughs> and that is the one that they chose uh so critical thinking they also they also interviewed the likes of arthur chu who is a writer for the salon who is fucking stupid um and basically they ignore any kind of things that came from Aaron's Aaron's perspective of the matter. They interviewed him apparently for three hours, quoted him once or twice, and then the rest of it was, was third-party accounts from people who were friends with Zoe Quinn. And also, uh, they mentioned kind of offhandedly that everyone close to Aaron who advised him on the Zoe post, which includes like 10 people, all agreed with him that he should post it, but they... Whatever, just whatever. I don't give a shit. I don't care about that. The, yeah. the drama with Zoe Quinn and all that. I just thought that this this article was particularly funny, specifically because of that quote from it, which is fucking ridiculous. And I love that they t- that they take these things completely seriously. These death threats of I'm going to take it back to the 1950s, the video games in the 1950s when there weren't women uh, ruining ruining our back video back games. The good old days. The, the good, good old, old days. Video
0: games back uh, in the 1950s. The war just ended. the the crowds had been driven back to berlin
1: finally finally Um, we can play video games in peace the Uh,
0: radiation from the bomb was wearing off (laughs) so just it gave them enough time
1: to build the first nintendo yeah i just uh i don't know whatever i I saw this article linked by a bunch of high-profile journalists saying it's an inspiring read, and will tell you all of you need to know about Gamergate. And when people ask about Gamergate, show them this article because it's it shows it tells you everything you need to know, and it is just you're very typical. It's been happening for like a year now. These articles that are just so like. Here's a woman being harassed by an angry mob of gamers. That's that's all you need to know. It's an angry mob of gamers that's harassing her because she's a woman, and her ex-boyfriend is obsessed with her and created yeah. this post because because he's a bad guy and she's a good guy and good girl and whatever. It, it's just here's the thing. What are you thing. gonna do? What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? But 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 I think something that people need to keep in mind that people probably don't understand or don't realize. People, normal people, normal. Functioning people who go to work every day and don't spend all their lives on the internet and don't play that many video games look at this and they say that's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. I don't care about this. Nobody should care about this. And these people all sound ridiculous. So don't don't worry yourself. About that's yourself. the silver lining. This is a this is a blog post, which is you know lesser than an article in a magazine that nobody reads. So don't worry. Don't don't worry. You're 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 not you're not being. You're not going to be. There's not going to be an uprising. There's not going to be a Baltimore uprising uh, against Gamergate or or gamers. Uh, speaking of, I have to mention this. Speaking of normal people and their reactions to video game stuff. Apparently, I don't know if this was over the weekend or if this was last night. Some sometime recently, uh, esports were played live on ESPN. Really, college esports. And okay. apparently the game that they chose to air on ESPN is Heroes of the Storm, which I didn't know. It's paid. That has to be paid for. Yeah. Um, and it was like Arizona State versus... I don't remember, but it was like two colleges. It was like an NCAA thing. And they aired it on ESPN with like a scoreboard and commentators, the whole shebang. It and becomes... my coworkers.
0: It becomes legitimate once ESPA has to pay to air it,
1: not the other way around. <laughs> the uh the co workers that I work with, a few of them watched it and had some things to say about it, such as it was really hilarious when the commentators got got really excited about them going ham on the core and then they ended the game by saying gg and they didn't know what <laughs> gg meant but i was like yeah yeah that's that's a thing and then and then they showed me an interview with one of the players after the game where he was like it was just a great game guys it was a great game and they're like yeah this is uh so this is this is this is video games huh and i was like yeah that's that's video games uh that's I, I love it when really stupid video game shit enters the mainstream and seeing people's reactions to it I always think it's it's very entertaining. It it brings it, it brings me down to earth. It, it it reminds me that the real world is is separate from the video game world. Yes.
0: yes. <laughs> Speaking of which, underneath the dome, curfew is officially in effect.
1: Oh. Okay. All right. Damn, <laughs> that's scary. Yeah. We're all worried about I've, you.
0: I've actually i I've never had this happen before, so I cool. I
1: appreciate you uh reporting live from the battlefield. Yeah, reporting uh, live for push from the my shell, Push yeah. the shop. net. Uh, you right. know
0: okay, so I do want to say one thing about it, and I won't get into the underlying issues or anything like that. But on Facebook, it's just a fucking explosion of retarded opinions. Everybody's got one. Everybody's sharing it. It's, it just gets to me. Oh, Everyone's boy. got a bad opinion. Including, yeah, and including... The worst, though, are the ones that are like uh, seven paragraphs long with lots of words and an inspirational picture that everybody fucking likes. And I'm not talking about the ones that get shared and chained around. I mean, ones that people I know will write and they'll be like really satisfied with themselves for having said it. And then they'll get a lot of vindication, even though it's just a bunch of stupid bullshit that doesn't make sense. I've seen, like, six like that, where it's just the kind of pseudo-intellectual, you know, if maybe we could all just start asking for peace, then maybe we wouldn't have this race war that we have right now.
1: Like... Yeah. Like, the oversimplification of it on on, on both sides. I was eating lunch with these same co-workers, and they were like, well, you know, if they weren't criminals, they wouldn't be killed in police custody. And I was like... <laughs> Yep, that's uh that that is an opinion right there. <laughs> uh it, it's really obnoxious, but the, the the most the most absurd thing that I've seen is it is on Twitter, of course. It's always on Twitter where I see the most absurd opinions. Uh people are now saying that that Martin Luther King condones riots. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen that. I've seen a quote of his
0: used to condemn them, but yeah, yeah I, I well, that's seen...
1: that's where this came from because it was like white people are using Martin Luther King to say that we're riot that rioting is bad. But look at what he said, and and Martin Luther King at some point said that if if people are oppressed for long enough, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, then they will rise up, and 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 whatnot. He didn't say that it was good that they rose up. He just said it would happen, and therefore it is condoning rioting and rioting is good and i'm seeing all of these white liberals from fucking san francisco saying like well you don't understand it's 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 they're they've they're hurting i see pain you know they're they're in pain and they're they're struggling and and this is their only way to release their anger and it's the most pretentious bullshit it's more racist than anything that i see on my deep southern facebook page <laughs> i the, the 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 implication that these people can't can't express themselves in any yeah. way other than violence and you don't understand them because they're black and they don't know any way to express themselves other than it's like oh holy shit and we shouldn't go into it because goddamn I'll rant about it if I if I get it too too far into this
0: yeah well I mean. I don't think it's bad to talk about, honestly. Whatever. For us. What what else is going on? I don't what know. El- how much does video games matter? <laughs> video games matters a lot, right? Stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I think I liked your tweet earlier. <laughs> I'll let you say it. I'm not going to steal your thunder on that one. I don't
1: remember it. Will, but...
0: Okay, you said um, that we shouldn't let the writing distract us from the real issues. <laughs> Gamergate.
1: <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's It's really bad that the media... It's like a a concerted media effort to try to divert attention away from Gamergate, and I'm sick of it, and we should rise up.
0: I'm pretty sure this is some false flag psyops going on right now.
1: Uh, Anti-Gamergate has started these riots to distract us from the All all those rioters
0: out there, they're all shills. (laughs) Shills flooding the streets. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) So...
1: I Did think we're out of else to talk about. No, we're out of things All to right. talk about. It's official.
0: Good podcast, Skippy. This has been pushed to shout. How do we want to handle the after show today?
1: Uh, Are you up for one? I'm up for one. I think I hosted it last time. I think it's your turn. Okay, I will do that, and we
0: can continue this lovely chat with you lovely folks on hitbox.tv slash Brutalcom Powder. See you, everybody. Bye, everyone.